Welcome to this bonus episode of the Down the Pub podcast. In this episode, we're talking about the Conor McGregor fight coming up this weekend. I'm joined by MMA fan and Dubliner Kenneth Flood as we go over what we think McGregor's chances will be. As always, you can head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now on with the show. week i'm joined by uh irish man kenneth flood um kenneth's a big ufc fan so uh we wanted to kind of have a little chat about conor mcgregor's return to the octagon this weekend uh thanks for joining us kenneth uh welcome Anto. fit you aren't back uh, here to watch it with me i know yeah um i'll probably just be watching at home with a few cans i think just kind of old school so 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 will i be but it'll be five o'clock in the morning <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm getting old, so one o'clock feels like five o'clock nowadays. So, um, so, mm-hmm. so obviously, like I'm in Canada, so I, I I don't really get the vibe of what's happening back home. So, uh, what's the vibe around the the fight back at home? So, the vibe around the fight is very subdued compared to previous McGregor fights. Like, if you from say after the Dennis Silva fight, Mendez, Aldo, the Diaz fights, Alvarez. People were having parties, staying up late, like gathering for the main card at 11 p.m. in the house. He'd go for a few points to pull back to a house, 11 p.m. The main card would kick off over here. A few drinks of five or half five in the morning until it was over. And people will be talking about it during the week. And the local media will be full of, this party is on, this bar is showing it. And it was all hype about the fight and about the, about the actual UFC, about the actual fight, about actually what was going on. This time, the only people really interested are like real MMA fans, proper MMA fans. It hasn't transcended outside people who would follow MMA most of the time. The local media is kind of full of how much money is going to be made and is this, is this his way to redemption? Is he going to get well, the darkness of the last two years? But they're not really focusing on the fight and what the fight means. So it's it's not really comparable to a couple of years ago. The McGregor fights that uh, I kind of paid attention to, it's the most... Uh, underhyped one that I remember. So is it is it him keeping a low profile himself? Obviously, on the back of all the issues that he's had. No, it's people are sick of him. It's like even me. Okay, I'm an MMA fan. Have been for you know, it wasn't shown over here 15 years ago. If you wanted to see it, you like you 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 have to go out of your way. Internet wasn't that fast to, to catch uh, late late streams of uh, MMA. Well, you know, you watch the Ultimate Fighter series that was on. I think the first I watched was two thousand seven. That was my Sarah at my heel. The reason that people are, are aren't really invested in McGregor this time is just shut up, just shut up, shut up. Every time he said something, people are like, "You're a dope. You're just a dope. You're not funny anymore. <laughs> You've nothing to yeah, back well, up. We've seen you. We've seen you battered." Shut up. Go and, and show I, us. Don't tell us. Go and show us. I think it's also like, I mean, like people, Irish people are very notorious for being very fickle when it comes to uh, famous rich people. Like like Bono will attest to that. Um, He's a I, I just, Yeah, exactly. See what I mean? <laughs> so, but I just think that would like, obviously on the back of 
the, I think I think he didn't expect the reaction he got from punching that old man in the pub, and I think that's really affected the brand that he has. What was the reaction when that happened back home? But that was just one of a one of loads. Like people all have these stories. There's these WhatsApp texts about McGregor has shown up here party and he's doing this and McGregor's in this pub and he's doing this so that was just kind of oh again but this time it was on camera and that was months after it actually happened and people known about it and in between when it actually happened to actually went public there were several other things that he had done in the meantime so people were kind of just fed up hearing about him you know when he became, came on the scene in 2013 you know when he when he joined the UFC and he fought in Sweden against Marcus Brimage you know people were like who is this guy is he going to be good? Like, there's, there's a lot of hype about him. Um, and you saw him and you saw it kind of, not clean cut, but you kind of a humble, down-to-earth, working-class job, honest-to-goodness fighter. And after that fight, when he was doing interviews, he was saying, I'm going to keep my circle small. I'm not going to get let this go to my head. I'm not going to get carried away. With it. I'm not going to be a fool. I'm not going to let this blow up and take him something that I'm not. And he did. And because of that, and because it was so obvious, that become become this meaty monster that believed his own uh, tabloid headlines. People just switched off. So it was always like, I want to fight this guy. I want to fight that guy. And we're like, oh, that's going to be a great fight. Frankie Edgar, yeah, that'd be a good fight. Oh, he's going to fight Aldo again. Oh, that, yeah, well, that, maybe Aldo will do, do better next time. And then he saw calling out, he's calling out lightweights, you know, he's calling out uh, so, uh, Khabib. He was calling out Rafael Los Angeles and so on. And we're like, yeah, maybe a good fight. See, we didn't fight any of them. So people just got fed up with this constant constant media stream but nothing actually behind it and he's going to need to turn it around and that's a lot of people like, you're going to watch the cards this week you know and apart from like the real kind of hardcore fans no one's going to stay up for it people say oh yeah I'll catch it the next day I'll, I'll catch a stream the next day but there's very very few people going to stay up and watch it this time what a turnaround from before yeah yeah but that's because there's been so much like okay so we, we've had sports stars that have, have fallen before you know that you, you, that weren't, weren't as popular as their career went on um, but no one was being in the media like it is I know it is the, the social media age and everything you do is filmed everything, there's a camera two feet away from everybody everywhere all the time and that's probably why his travel to the top was so stellar and his fall from the top all the way down has been so stark. He has a chance to rebuild himself now, and he is handling himself well in the interviews and in the embeddeds and everything leading up to this. He is handling himself. He is being humble, but he is saying he's going to knock out Cerrone, which is going to be a hard thing to do. Well, not too hard, but it'll be a task for him after being away from the octagon for so long and not being properly focused on MMA for so long. So, uh, just speaking on Cerrone there, like, what can we ex- what can we expect from him? The thing about this fight is Cerrone was absolutely awesome. Cerrone's strengths and McGregor's weaknesses and vice versa. Um, Cerrone is a slow starter. McGregor is a fast starter. Cerrone has great ground game, great submissions, has seven kick knockout uh, finishes. McGregor has none. So their strengths and weakness contrast to each other. So it's about whoever can dominate this fight. Cerrone's definitely been put out to be the, the, the big guy, the good guy in this fight. But he's been put out to be a gatekeeper and it's kind of coming back to when he fought Eddie Alvarez. When Eddie Alvarez came over as Bellator champ, he was like, okay, now, here's someone really good, but he's going to lose, but it's going to get a lot of attention. And Cerrone won that fight. Now, terrible couple of rounds now where uh, Alvarez uh, pummeled him. But um, he used his clinches, he used Muay Thai, he used kicks, he used elbows in, in the clinch. 
and uh, he won the fight and it wasn't expected and I think he can do it again he can do, he can do it to McGregor again however McGregor is notorious <laughs> at the hey. point of his name he can't <laughs> I know, yeah. he can't walk the body he can walk the body with kicks and Cerrone uh, it was before the Rafael Sanchez fight was saying that he only has half his stomach half his gut to either 15 metres of his gut taken away after a motocross accident and what does Rafael Sanchez do in that fight straight out straight kick to the body and that was it it was over in the fourth round there's a few follow up punches and so on but he was done and McGregor's going to go for that as well whereas Cerrone's going to look at McGregor going like this guy's got no gas tank at all Cerrone has weapons that McGregor doesn't have in the clinch on the ground and as the fight goes on and that's what, why the fight's going to be interesting. Is it going to be a long fight, which should suit Cerrone? If it's going to be a short fight, it'll be McGregor. Does he seem better prepared, McGregor, this time around? Because obviously with the Khabib one, he just didn't seem focused. <laughs> no, he was terrible, terrible in the Khabib fight. Absolutely terrible. He stay, stayed up and watched it. And I don't believe it's like, oh, he took a round off Khabib. Like, he never looked like winning that fight. He never looked like wanting Khabib. He kind of was lazy arm punches. That silly kind of grabbing motion that he was doing like a baby crying for its mother like as he was trying to lock up the hands and Khabib's just like I'm not falling for this crap like he's a professional for he's world champion it, it was a terrible and then when I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast say two days later and Kavanaugh was on the McGregor's head coach and he was saying yeah the way we trained for this we didn't train for any stand up and I was like why why would you not train to your strengths and then we, we didn't train to get back up we were taken down I was like why would you not train to get back up against yeah. Khabib but you've got to do straight away you're not going to wrestle with him on the ground you're not going to grapple with him on the ground that's that's Sambo style lock the legs lock the arms and pummel with one hand that's what it is you just you need to get away from that and if he was training that way for that fight against Khabib it was completely the wrong way to go about it now they're saying that they're training properly they're training they're back to the way they trained back in the day looking at a body type looking at the strengths and weaknesses rather than, rather than I'm walking to their strengths rather than just thinking, okay, in the worst case scenario, let's do this. In the worst case scenario, let's do this. And so on and so forth. So to hope to have a more positive mindset and a more positive camp. That's going to be huge for him because, like, as I said, it, it, even before the fight the last time, it, it just, it, you just, he didn't look up for it. He didn't look like he was ready for it. Um, and, like, against these guys, you just can't mess around like that. Like, I, I'm surprised myself that he didn't take an easy fight to get back into it and then, fight Cerrone or something like that like um, do you think it's a mistake for him taking on a kind of bigger fight like this again no I think it's a perfect time for him to take on Cerrone like Cerrone's lost six of his last ten he's been knocked out four times in those six losses he Justin Gatchet put him away Tony Ferguson was smashing him up to let Dr. Stoppage where, when Cerrone blew his nose through the fight but yeah, like Darren Till put him away <laughs> like he has not been the Donald Cerrone of old like if you go back I think about 2015 2016 when he lost to Rafael Dos Anjos and he went he went, he moved to welterweight and like he beat Matt Brown head kick knockout hit, beat Rick Story kick to the body punch to the, punch to the head I'm sorry two, two punches and a kick to the head like and that was like these are these highlight finishes he looked right there if, I had, if they had a fought then I would have said Jesus that's going to be a really hard fight for McGregor I think now Cerrone in his last fight against Gatcha looked better than he did in the fight against Ferguson but still has kind of a dad body he's not as ripped not as his muscle isn't as pronounced and he's not as fast Gatchi was beating him to the punch every single time in that fight and that's what he got on they were thrown at the same time but his punch wasn't landing now 
back in the day, he used to do this great check knee when somebody was on the way in and catch them and take the air out of them, you know, lock them up and, and, and elbow knee them. I haven't seen him do that in about eight or nine fights. I think maybe done against Mike Perry, but like I haven't seen him do it really properly in a, in a, in a good long time. Whereas McGregor stands long, that karate stance compared to Cowboy's Muay Thai stance. So McGregor stands long with, with his arms out and he makes fighters lean in, lean in. And that's how he's able to do that check counter all the time and knock people out. He's doing this as cage warriors. He's doing it all the way through the UFC, making people lean in, overextend, drop the guard a little bit, leave themselves open. I think Cerrone's going to do that. He's going to have to, McGregor has a longer reach, even though Cerrone's the much bigger man. He's going to have to lean in and leave himself a little bit exposed to try and connect. He's not as fast as he was, and he's going to be open to McGregor catching him. As well as that, if he tries to get to trying to kick him more with, with McGregor, McGregor's a great teep, which Cerrone doesn't really use, great teep, keep, keep him away. And McGregor walks the body like he did against Chad Mendes. He walks the body, and I think that, that's going to hurt Cerrone. If this fight had been four years ago, I would have said 50 50. But now, because of the way Cerrone has been fighting in these last few fights, because of all the damage he has taken in the last while, um, and because I know he's going to really go for McGregor, um, I take McGregor and lock him out. Okay. Um, so, what happens to Connor if he loses? If he loses, that's it. He may as well pack up and go home because, you know, if you if you if you look at the the, the weight rankings, he's not going to be Khabib if he fought like he did the last time. I've questioned whether he could be Tony Ferguson. If Tony Ferguson gets his head straight, he's just unbelievable. Like if you look at the last ten people Tony Ferguson has fought, like there's, there's a, a meme out there with these face, the ten faces, it's all smashed to pieces. Justin Poirier has been doing brilliant. He's also in the top five. Gotcha, really hard hitter, young and hungry, be a difficult fight for him. He he would have a match, and he, I I couldn't against any of those. After that, in the lightweights, Paul Felder, Dan Hooker, and so on. Yeah, he probably beat him. Kevin Lee, yeah, definitely beat, beat him. But um, the, the top five uh, lightweights are a tough bunch. If he loses to Cerrone, he was, mar- he was ranked fifth as far as I remember. I don't see him getting another top five opponent. And he really would have lost his air of being able to beat anybody. You know, we saw him against Diaz. You say, okay, that, that was a short notice fight at welterweight. And he didn't train properly, didn't take it serious, so he lost that one. Okay. Then he saw him against Khabib, and he can, all right, didn't prepare for it properly, too long out of the ring, and, and uh, didn't follow the correct game plan. You can blame his coaches for that. That's fine. But this time, if he loses to, to Cerrone, there is no excuse. There is absolutely no excuse they can give that will be credible and give, give people a chance to say, yeah, he really should fight someone in the top five next because such a thing didn't go right the last time around. He would be a spent force. People would still pay to watch him. You know, he is the biggest draw in the UFC's history. He is the biggest pay-per-views. I think the top four out of five uh, pay-per-views uh, are McGregor's fights. But he really would not be a draw. He wouldn't be a credible challenger. And uh, it would be the end of his career in the MMA. But obviously, he would want to do something else. He's on a scrappy but 31, huh? But, but tens of millions of tens of millions of euro as well. So, yeah. <laughs> You can always become a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, follow Ronda Rousey. Yeah. And before that, Ken Shamrock. Yeah. <laughs> and Brock Lesnar the other way, yeah. Him and Sheamus will take everything over. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so just the last question. Then. Where, where are you going to watch the fight? Do you have anything planned for? I'm going to watch it at home. I'm going to watch it at home. Uh, main card starts about 11 p.m. over here. Sorry, the, the fight, the, the, main, the, the full card starts about 11 p.m. The main card starts about 3 a.m. 
So I'm looking at McGregor coming into the octagon about 5 or 5.30 a.m. There's nowhere open over here that time, you know that. So well, you know, it's going to be here. Just take your phone outside, go to a field, bag of cans, <laughs> light a fire. <laughs> <laughs> I have, so, we're not in Kulik anymore, Anto. <laughs> that's true. So, I mean, I, I guess at the end of the day, like, we're Irish people. McGregor's a bit of a dick, but at the end of the day, like, I still kind of want to see him win. So um, let's hope that we get what we want on Saturday and um, or Sunday morning. And uh, let's hope that we see him McGregor victory. Yeah, like at any other time, I would be up for Donald Cerrone, but because it's McGregor and because, you know, if he does beat Cerrone, it opens the door to fighting, you know, Khabib again, maybe Ferguson or Poirier. Um, and I look forward to those fights, especially Ferguson. I think Ferguson and McGregor will be a brilliant fight. So, yeah, so um, we'll, uh, we'll, keep, we'll keep a watch on it. Um, probably... I'll probably be loaded and I'll probably fall asleep before it starts but however uh, I'll tell you what I'll keep ringing you (laughs) yeah thanks man I appreciate it it's like a little alarm from you every half hour so uh, thanks for joining joining us this weekend I really appreciate it Um, I'll I'll probably try and catch up with you then after the fight and uh, we'll see how we did great nice one talk to you again take it easy buddy cheers bring me sunshine in your smile Bring me laughter All the while In this world where we live There should be more happiness So much joy you can give To each brand new bright tomorrow Make me happy Through the years Never bring me You've been listening to the Down the Pub podcast Conor McGregor special. As always, you can join the conversation on Facebook and on Instagram. Head to downthepub.ca to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, cheers.